Welcome back to One Notes Too Many. I'm your host, the Ebanese, and today I have with me again for the second time my brother and friend, my special guest, William Daw. I've already mentioned his accolades, but for the sake of let me see. He was assistant director and main director at the Jubilee Choir University of Ghana. He was he is the director of Park Square UG. ISTS Pax Rubana. <laughs> UG Lokal. He is in a number of choirs because of his choral enthusiasm and he has the professional certificates to prove it a research graduate from the University of Ghana Music School. So William, once again, you're welcome to One Us Two Lane. Thank you, thank you. Shop. So this this episode is special to me because it talks about a technical bit that we both of us like like we don't care about this politics in the acquiring organized like the technical bits, right? So it this is what the choir is to us and this is what choral music is that to us. Yes, I'm speaking for you. So this <laughs> is the technical bits and today I'm going to be talking about reading music versus choristers and the eternal battle between these two sides music reading and choristers yes i find it um intriguing that choristers you know want to sing and produce this wood cell they have in your ears but they are not ready to do their work, a technical bit of practice and the work that goes into sounding how they want to sound. Because I think that uh, we have gotten to a point where people have stepped out of, I mean, that sense of, oh, we are just a church choir or something like that. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense because at the end of the day, you want to have a professional sound. You want to sound good. And you keep telling your director that, oh, you want the, like, I mean, the crash, why isn't the crash sounding this way? But you're not ready to put in the work, that kind of thing. So I find that that conundrum a bit intriguing. And so I think that it, it's essential, in my opinion, that that choristers know at least basic fundamental uh, level of music. and. Again, when I joined the choir back in 2015, my church choir, I I saw these, you know, just structures, you know, the caricature on paper, which I later got to find out meant the staff. And I uh, was intrigued by it that, oh, people are able to look at this music and this caricature on the thing, the paper, and then be able to interpret what it meant. And so, as a tenor singer, now after going through all that work, I look at the um, staff and the Sacred Hearts Mass, for example, I see a certain part in the sanctus every time and I foresee it and I replace the sound in my head as this high gene we sing. And I look around at my tenor singers beside me, knowing very well that some of them will flatten it and all of that. But because I have this knowledge of basic music and what the tenor range is and all of that i'm able to tell that 
I'm able to tell that um, at least at this point, I have a, a mental preparation of a need, right? From one soul to another high soul. So as a bass singer, what what is that like? Do you have what what is that to you? Do you have that that same experience? With me, um, thank you again. Um, for a bass singer, me started my journey as a bass singer. Right, that's first month, twenty thirteen. Hey, yeah. One thing, one thing I realized: singing, anybody can sing. Anybody can sing, so far as you have the voice. And quite frankly, even choristers, I can say that outsiders who can even sing better than choristers. Okay, that's interesting. Yes, it's true. And maybe it's because you've not far, you've not really go out. Because there are outsiders who can sing better than choristers, but they, it's just that they don't find themselves in a car setting. They don't picture themselves inside. So they don't even see the reason to be there. Understand. That's actually quite interesting. Like, do you mean like um, people who have, you know, they maybe trained themselves to a certain degree? They actually haven't trained themselves. Oh, okay. It's like they actually have the talent, but then they don't even know how to use it. Yeah. You understand? The, the ordinary person. Okay. They, they, it's, it's, there are some, I'm not saying majority, there are some. But for choristers, choristers, it's, it's one thing that you should, you should be able to do. You shouldn't just sing. If you are going to sing, you need to do it right. And that, that has been my policy ever since. Way back to the I joined the choir on the back of a friend who said, oh, let's go for rehearsal and then it's autumn. I went for rehearsal. I sat at the back. They were singing in um, Ransford and died. The, uh, an organist at Harmonious Choir now invited me to join the choir to sing. I started with tenor and I realized my voice wasn't, you understand? And uh, I, my voice wasn't really fitting there, so they moved me to bass. And there I found, I, I found my humble abode of singing. Um, after I went on, it was more of, let's come, let's sing. We go, we come, we are taught, we sing, we go. Then exactly. It's just about enjoying the music, not really pay attention to the little little details. So enjoy the music, we go. And that's one thing I realized that it's it's something about the characters we have nowadays. They don't really they don't see the reason why they should pay attention to in detail when they are just enjoying the song and they are singing. So far as it gives them joy, we move ahead. That that is that is important to do. That is that is very that is. But, but I think that we are at we are this point in in everything, like in life, in evolution as a species or whatever. And it's yeah, this point where mediocrity is not tolerated. Like no matter what you do. You have to you have to meet a certain global standard because the world the internet is everything now. We can't we can't just say because oh, I'm a church choir or because maybe it's, uh, you know quite funny funny thing a lot of choirs don't see themselves singing outside the church setting. So maybe that's what 
So why should I even put in yeah. that effort? Okay. Exactly. But but it's it's still it's still the same thing because like I mean you can't give God a star perform. Thank you. Last time I was I was watching, I, I was I watched a video of I think one of this popular singer, and he was like, to be able to if you decide to to be in the church and do something for God and you're, and you're saying you want to sing, you need to know how to sing. Yeah. Yes, because if you are in a, you say you want to do something for God, you can be an, an usher. You can be a cleaner. Yeah. You can do any other thing. But so far as you d- decide to devote yourself into singing, it means you need to learn how to sing. Understand? And put in every effort. I guess it justifies the co- the cosmosters who suck there and who you belt. Exactly. Because, like, you can't come and ruin. Exactly. You're trying to do work, and then some, somebody just, it just elates because of, like, so I'm, I mean, I like, I, I, I like seeing it. But I, a lot of you, a lot of them come in because, oh, as a way I can talk to God, I feel that's the. That is not a, that is not a bad idea, but then, so far as you make your mind that you are, that's what you are going to do, it means you have to put in the maximum effort to make it right. Because because in the previous episode too, we talked about professionalism and we talked about how how it should how everything should come together as a choir, the structure of a choir to give off that you know professional that good look. And I mean, looking at how. At how the world is now, I keep going back to releasing it to the world and relating it to how uh, things have become more global. Because like everything you do now is everybody sees everything you do now, even as I did the church. Like aside, you not giving God a superb performance or ministration. What what when you are, for instance, ministering in a church, someone will come outside and come and see it. Well, let's see about choral music in that particular location, if it's like a Catholic church you are in, or if it's a Methodist church, or if it is, um, you know, what, a school choir, whatever. Like, it shouldn't be about, because we are in this limited setting, and so we give off this average, like, I mean, no, the, the stakes are not high enough. So I think that is, that is, but anyway, to my second question, I mean, to an extent, I think people, the choir, some of the choiristers, some of them may be afraid of, what actually goes into the typicality of music? Because I, I think there was this type of reason where I mentioned Asakatura. Asakatura, <laughs> like the world that kind of thing. Because like, you, when you don't know what it means, you you assume that like, oh. And it's forgot. Exactly. So me, when I picked up the sheet music for the first time, I saw Karikat. I saw nonsense. I didn't understand what I was looking at. But... I made an extra effort, and the effort I made was, I mean, the, the weight on me was not that much because, like, it was COVID, and I had all the time to myself to watch YouTube videos all day and things like that. But some people may not have that time or may not have that proper tuition of the needs and all of that. So how, to, to, to simplify things, how complex is, is, is music? It's, it's like reading music. From your point of view, how complete? Well, from my point of view, I I don't see it to be very complex. In the sense that it's, it's as simple as reading English language or calculating the mathematics. Yeah. Because why do I say that? There are formulas. 
that rules that follows. You, you know, when uh, you add this, if you see this sign, it means plus. If you see this sign, it means minus. If you see, if uh, in English, it even have rules, subject, verb, agreements, all those stuff is the same way in music. An organist, um, a popular organist, I'm in that my serious icon. She mentioned, she mentioned it one time that, as you said, music is a language. And and so it has to be, you have to, if you're writing music, you have to write it such that people understand it. People think it, can read it. Exactly. Music is about communication. Exactly. In, in as much as, not in as much as self, art is communication. Transferring emotions. How well can you communicate the emotion you are feeling? But, but, but you see, if uh, communication, if you don't understand the basics, yeah. it, it becomes a problem. Why? For example, English language, to be able to read, you have to go to the basis of learn A, B, C, D, till Z. Yeah. Then you come and learn two letter words. Then you come and learn three letter words. It's yeah. the same thing. Yeah. So I've been doing um, music, informal music classes and all of that. When I was starting that thing, I, I didn't know where to begin, to be honest. <laughs> because I thought that, like, I mean, I didn't have sitting classroom, someone showed me, okay, so this is lesson one. Yeah. But I, I mean, when, if, you, if you want to make things easy for yourself, in my opinion, I think you have to come at this from understanding. So you're looking at caricature, if you want to read me, let's say, let's talk about stuff, the stuff. So if you pick a piece of stuff music and you look at it, what what things should stick to you first? What should you look at? And so, time signature. No, first of all, first of all, yeah. first of all, the whole music, okay, uh, this is how I say it. The whole music is a world on its own. The land is our lines and spaces. Because if you don't have lines and spaces, you know if you have like the rest. Uh, so that's the best thing. I should have asked it for this. I just started talking about exactly. bombarding people with information. Like, exactly. yeah, and, and when you are reading, just like English language or mathematics, you start reading from the left, or except for the Arabic who start reading from the right. When you start reading, you start reading from the left. What if the first thing you see, the cleft? You need to understand what it means. First, understanding this, even the lines and spaces, you need to understand the ex, extra lines and extra spaces. You need to understand them. The the clef. After the clef, what's the next thing? The time. And then the key. Is the key is the key. Exactly. You understand you need to understand the key signature. Then you need to come and understand the time signature. So all of all of these things, by the way, are like words when they are poor and understanding yeah. what time is. Exactly. But one thing, one thing, one thing I, I would I would always say is that when you understand the land, the rest falls in place. If you understand the lines and spaces, the rest falls in place. Okay, so this this is what if I wanted to do a, a, an informal <laughs> music class with William, we would have called this informal music class. But anyway, this is just by the way, those of you interested. You can please don't go to the first episode. That one was too too much information. But I talked about pitch. I talked about rhythm. I talked about uh, 
I thought about time. I thought about a number of things in the subject. So we're doing, we're doing uh, forms and analysis. <laughs> I was giving out too much information. I didn't know where to begin. But I, I think I think in the long run, I still help people anyway. Because some people were like, oh, okay, like, I mean, it works in this way and all of that. So we understand this now. Oh, yeah. But I think uh, overall, to understand music, so you don't have to see, you have to see it as a language. You have to see a place to it, like, Exactly. Yeah. So why why am I reading it? What do I want to get from it? I want to understand yeah, so, what I'm seeing. So your, your your main focus should be understanding what you're reading. Right? And always know it. Basics. If you if you don't if you forget the basics, you will not understand anything else. Basic science. Very, very, very what? Wow. Okay. So listeners, you Basics are important in every aspect of your life, in music, everything. Do not forget the fundamentals. So, William, Hello. now, tonic selfies. I think I think the there are two uh, modes. I don't I don't know if they are like apart from the stuff and then the tonic. It's another way of like notating music. Is that another way? I think it's only stuff and tonic. Poem. Yeah, so far. For me, what I have learned is the stuff I get. Even in music school, they, they don't really give more reference to tonic sulfur. Yeah. And that it's more of stuff, stuff, mm-hmm. because that's what depicts the music. It's out of the stuff, tonic sulfur comes out. Exactly. Like, except where, whatever composer, whoever, even that composer who is composing should have a little idea of the stuff to be able to write it in the Comics. I the comic does mean something on the I mean the scale, right? See the subdominant. I mean uh, is it median, median or something? All those ones are in the stuff. Right. And then the tonic is the tonic is the do or tonic is the do, right? Yeah. Tonic is a do. And so when you think of tonic salvage, then you think of Doremi Faso Latido. So in Anyway, so is tonic sulfate good enough? Like, no, having knowledge of it. Because when I was starting out as a keyboardist, I mean, I started singing way before I was interested in playing a keyboard. But by the time I started playing a, play the keyboard, I knew what tonic sulfate means. But I, I wanted to, you know, use it in a certain way to learn how to play the keyboard. And so the, the first question I asked, and mo- mo- most people ask that question, what is the do? Like, show me do. It, like, it's a lot of things to explain because, like, every key is a do, right? Exactly. The do is everywhere. Yeah. And so, it actually depends on the key I work Exactly. So, that's where knowledge of key signature comes in. And so, is, is knowledge of tonic sulfate good enough for you to be, to call yourself at least an above average performing musician? Musician? I mean, yes, actually. I, I wouldn't say an above average performing musician. It's maybe good enough for uh, church setting choristers. choristers. Like something that doesn't demand a lot of things from you. Doesn't demand a lot. In a, in a sense that it's, it's, it's one that is tonic sulfides broken down in such a way that the choristers can be able to involve themselves in the music reading. Because they are all used to the 
during the first that to do it. Yeah, so when you rest is strike the key, that gives them a sense of the key. Exactly. They can be able to hear. Yeah. That is those who are musically sound. Yeah. You understand? Who cannot, who do, don't have the natural within the comics, uh, the staff yeah. and interpreting it in in their, uh, with their minds. Okay. So it's one start for them. It's good for them. I also started learning music using tonic so hard, to be honest. Um, I, those, was it wise? Yes, so wise. My Edwin, he composed a song. And by then, in SHS, we, I didn't know anything about finale and all this stuff. And we wrote it all out in tonic so far. What's the whole thing? And mind you, we used Microsoft Word. Hey. <laughs> we used Microsoft Word to to score a whole song. Thou healed me. I'll never forget that song. What song? Thou healed me. And me, me. It was there that the, the the enthusiasm to learn music came because I didn't understand how he was writing an S, a D, an F, yeah, an L, because the letters you can write an A to Z. By using some specific, I was very curious about it. And that was when I decided, I realized that it's what they're doing for to do. Now that made me understand how music goes, knowing that there is a do, there is a lower do, there is a higher do, and there, is, there are ways to indicate it as to lower and higher. Exactly. And very good. And it makes your understanding of music a little simpler. It makes it very, very, very simple for uh, a beginner. Understand? Yes. Uh, so for that, I would say it's good enough for a choir staff who is coming up, trying to find uh, their feet in music. Usually it helps me. I, I see Tonic Solver to help the, not just the choir master, but the choristers to save a lot of time in their learning. It's not now before I come and come and stand in front of you and sing. Do, T, and all those stuff. Yeah, yeah. It makes, it makes time, like, it makes, instead of rehearsal being productive, it becomes waste. That's another thing. Another thing, another topic for another <laughs> productivity actually. But yes, there are certain limitations one might argue comes with learning tonic sulfate anyway. Because the problem I had, okay, I might not call it, I might not call it like an objective limitation like it's subjective to me when i'm when i'm looking at tonic sulfate well when i was looking at tonic some, some years back i would, mm -hmm. I would um, face limitations when it comes to modulation like they are you know what i'm talking about yeah, yeah. Oh, like for instance this song the first of all made it angel voices right so yeah and, uh, yeah and i i saw so you came across this da 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 I, that whole side, the guy just like I think that inscription on it at the top just wrote do is C. My do is something else. Was it? I've forgotten some key like that. Uh, whatever next notes and the picks. Yeah. <laughs> the key. They so, move like you need to switch. It, it's not actually do is C. They write maybe me is T or something like that. Yeah. And you need to program it. So it's an issue about pitch. Yeah. So if if you were singing a so, angel voices ever ringing on the shoulders like 
So let's let's look at it from A major, like it's in, the, it's in the key of D major. So so see so that that so is a do so do no that do A major. Yes, right. So like I didn't know it's dead, but I think if if you are someone who doesn't have uh, an experience with music, now I wouldn't need say staff knowledge, like experience in music, you wouldn't really get it like that. For what do you think? I feel if you don't have the experience in staff knowledge, you really understand it. Yeah. In the sense, in the sense that when I tell you, by at that point, what uh, do it's a so, but at that point it's a do in another key. Okay, in your mind, for a staff, uh, someone who is reading staff can pitch it easy mm-hmm. because when you're looking at the staff and you're reading it. It gives you a fair idea of every pitch. Exactly. But on a tonic supply, it won't give you that, that mind of exactly. You need, you need to have that kind of sense. So it's so for choruses, when, when it comes to that, you realize that choruses, uh, choruses find it difficult to let choruses, when, especially when they exchange of key, you need to pitch it for them to get it. Yeah. So, see, so that when they are singing and they get there, they can be able to remember that pitch and continue with it. So, tonic solfege is those of you listening, tonic solfege is good enough for when you are starting out. But as you go, try and educate yourself more on some of these things that have been mentioned. You've mentioned pitch here, you've mentioned modulation, change of key, you've mentioned time signatures, all of these things. These are things that when you want to, you want to invest your time in tonic solfege, you wouldn't really give much attention to, but it's equally important. And so to close things off, I would, I would just like to finish by saying that the issue with choruses and reading music is not much of an issue than it is like a, like a real world problem. If you put it that way, Sadie, because because <laughs> um, you you can you can be a good chorister as as William mentioned you can be it's very easy you can be good you can be a good singer you can sing choral music well without reading either stuff or tonic or whatever but if you want to send your singing to an and improve I don't even say professional like in next like interview so everything they want in there that's what what is to improve yourself like one thing and it, it, actually it's just it's not about just singing it's about singing well singing well yeah that's the test that's one thing to be talking so this brings us to the end of another exciting episode i am your host the Ebanese, and i have with me my special guest william Dorr. that's uh, take care of yourself. Rate this episode, share, download, like it if you can. And when you like and share and raise this podcast, you go a long way to increasing the awareness for choral and classical music globally. And you help improve this project. So thank you. And once again, I'm the Ebanese and I'm signing off. I'll see you. Bye.